Welcome to Maximal Being, a podcast devoted to ditching fad diets and using real science to get you healthy and feeling great. I'm Doc Mock, a GI and functional medicine doctor who harnesses the power of gut health to get you achieving your goals. And I'm Jackie P, a well-informed layman who challenges the experts and asks the questions that you want. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button or leave a comment. And now, on to the show. Hello, 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 Maximal Beans. Welcome back. It is I, Jackie P, your favorite wingman who's been hosting, I don't even know, Doc Mock, you could tell me how many we've been on, but I feel like a million podcast episodes. And like everyone, I'm excited because I don't know who books these things, but they always find interesting people to put in front of us. Yep. So before we get into speaking with our guest, of course, you got to check in. Doc Mock, how are you and those overly sized calf muscles doing today? <laughs> I am so great, Jackie P. You know, what I'm so excited about is um, carrots, of all things. And now you may say like... That's, that's new. You're if like, it's a you're carrot, like, eat a carrot. Yeah, all right. We, <laughs> we, we preach that all the time. And for the longest time being here in Florida, I have just been searching for some sort of healthy food source. That is not the grocery store. And I think, by golly, I have found it. There exists one farm here in Tampa that you can actually get like local sourced ingredients grown in the soil. It's treated well, treated with naturally the way that nature intended it to. And I have finally found it. So I finally having carrots that taste like carrots and don't taste like cardboard. This is like the best day ever. That is that is exciting. And also, one of the things I love about you, Doc Mike, is you generally are excited about carrots. Like, <laughs> like that is like, that has put a pep in your step today. Like I've right. got carrots. Mm -mm -mm. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, funny story about carrots, not to diverge our little <laughs> intro here, but they weren't originally orange. They were actually grown to be orange in honor of my ancestry, the Dutch like monarchy to honor them. Pretty interesting, what? right? I know they were originally purple and yellow and this white sort of color. And so the Dutch people genetically engineered them to honor their monarchy and they, they're orange and they've been orange really ever since. But anyway, for those of you that have not <laughs> listened to us before, I am Doc Mock. I'm a therapeutic endoscopist, which is a fancy type of GI doctor that removes, treats, diagnoses, GI cancers. And I'm also boarded in functional medicine. I'm here with my co-host with the most, Jackie P, definitely your favorite layman. And if not, you better listen to more episodes. Back to you, Jackie P. Thanks. Thanks for having my back, Doc Mock. That's why I love Always. you. Paleo, keto, vegan, and carnivore. Maybe you've tried them all, but did you have success? Are you still doing that diet? Turns out there's not just one diet right for one particular person. By understanding how your body works and the relationship behind your body's workings and these diets, you can then approach the perfect plan for you. In the Perfect Human Diet course, we talk to you about your body's inner workings and the pros and cons of each plan. We discuss how our ancestors ate and have eaten and lay a framework to tailoring a plan that is perfect for you. To learn more about the Perfect Human Diet course, head to MaximalBeing.com courses to find out more. And as always, I'm Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your health. You cannot supplement your way to health. 
but there are things that we need to add to our lives that can maximize our pathway to wellness. The American diet is virtually devoid of omega-3 fatty acids, which play a major role in cardiovascular disease, gut permeability, and mental health. Personally, I take omega-3s every night and iHerb is the best place for clean, natural sources of supplements. I love the ZenWise Omega-3 Fatty Acid Supplement, which is free of fish burps and good for the environment. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com slash iHerb, that's I-H-E-R-B, and enter the code B as in boy, D as in dog, B as in boy, 5528, and receive 10% off your orders for all supplements. Maximize your supplements with iHerb. Our guest today, extensive background. I think we're going to have a very fun origin story uh, because it bounces all over the place. It goes to comedy improv, which is obviously probably one of my favorite backgrounds, to oil and gas explosives, cop, uh, soccer, mechanical engineering, right? Uh, self-proclaimed mad scientist. So this is going to be fun. I'm expecting this to be fun. So Chris, hello. How are you today, Chris? Uh, I'm doing wonderful. Jackie P, Doc Mock, uh, thank you so much for having me. I have to, you know, if we're going to wing it on carrots, uh, Doc Mock, <laughs> I got to share this, this little tidbit, right? And I think in one of your podcasts that I listened to, you're a fairly new father. Is that still like maybe it was an older, right? Yeah. So we have some friends or or actually heard of some friends. So this is through my brother-in-law who convinced their kids that the greatest reward they could ever have is a baby carrot. So instead of like the Snickers bar, whatever it is, you know, a parent might entice their child with, they've convinced their kids baby carrots are the thing. And if like they're misbehaving, if you don't want your baby carrots, then (laughs) just keep acting the same way you are. I don't know. You might want to add that. (laughs) We're going to have to um, think tank that one a little bit. Yeah, We might just have to have a podcast specifically devoted towards that. (laughs) Can we have them on the show? Because (laughs) that sounds like something. Sign me up for that. Yeah. Yeah. Right now he he has gums, but you know, we'll get there. Yeah. And also, Loki, this, you know, the carrots has not paid us for this, by the way, folks. That's the right. the carrot, big carrot industry <laughs> big, isn't funding this podcast. No, nothing for me. But big people carrot. eat carrots. Yeah. Carrots are dope. We're That's, amenable. We're amenable yeah. if you're out there, big carrot. <laughs> yeah. But Chris, as always, you know, we, we touch, I touch very quickly on some of the highlights of, of your background. But please, for the folks listening, for the folks who don't know who you are, please give us your superhero origin story so superhero feels a bit grandiose but we'll we'll kind of roll into um it turns out that i am a supplement guy and the story of me getting to a supplement guy is is very different than any other person who ends up being a supplement guy i think in fact i have this theory that there's two ways people tend to become supplement guys the first one is they wake up and they decide they're going to be wealthy and they decide they're going to be wealthy with supplements. And I have no problem with people being wealthy. It's just not how I ended up being a supplement guy. The other is people have kind of their own health concerns or maybe the health concerns of a loved one. And they solve that with some protocols and potentially some supplements. And now they want to go out and save the world. Hopefully it doesn't surprise you. I am not against people saving the world. (laughs) It's just (laughs) not how I ended up as a supplement guy. Um, I've been manufacturing this molecule, right? So if you're listening, I'm holding up a molecule 
that looks a model of a molecule that looks like a soccer ball, where the lines on the soccer ball represent the bonds between the carbon atoms. You have a spherical molecule of 60 carbon atoms. The molecule was discovered in 1985 here in Houston. That's where I'm based at Rice University. And the three scientists who discovered it won the Nobel Prize in 1996 for their discovery. So a short 11 years from discovery to being awarded the Nobel Prize, which is uh, pretty amazing. The molecule is also pretty amazing. That's thus why they won the Nobel Prize. Uh, it's it's um, has amazing industrial application. So it's it performs as well or better than the current best material in almost every application. It makes better inks. It makes better tires. It makes better batteries. It makes better photocells. And now you're getting nervous because I said supplement guy and I just said this molecule is amazing in inks, batteries, <laughs> tires, and photocells. What's amazing about this story, though, is it gets worse first. So for various reasons, really the structures on the outside of this. So, so uh, Doc Mock, you'll be aware of benzene is the mm-hmm. shape. Benzene is incredibly important for modern society. It's, uh, it's the main uh, molecule for or co- base molecule for a lot of medicines, plastics. We don't have modern society without the benzene ring. Well, there's a number of benzene rings around this soccer ball shaped molecule. And for that reason, they thought it might be toxic. So they stuck it in a toxicity study. In that toxicity study, they gave test subjects. In this case, it was Wistar rats. They gave them water as one test group. That's the control group, olive oil. And then olive oil with this molecule, we call it ESS60. Instead of being toxic, the test subjects that they gave it to, again, it's Wistar rats, lived 90% longer than the control group. So we have the single longest experimental result on mammals in history. And that was kind of the day that I shifted from being a happy-go-lucky carbon nanomaterial scientist, that's me, uh, to being a supplement guy. And that's kind of the long and short. Uh, you guys probably have, you might have some questions or I can d- dig into some kind of various details about that original study uh, or, you know, my superhero story. Well, one, thank you for sharing that because you did, when you did say supplement and you went into tires and all those other <laughs> applications, I was like, hold on. This is not going well. He, he is not good at this. <laughs> yeah. I'm like this. I must have went to a fugue state and missed something. Um, but also, shout out to my high school. I remember learning about the benzene ring and the little dashes there you go. that, yeah. you know, so yeah, I might not be late, but I mean, don't ask me what else an apple, you know, you can, you could, you know, apply it to, but I remember the benzene ring. So, okay. So you, you know, the, these, these guys at, you know, Rice University, they want to know about Peace Prize. So what was it like, what attracted you? Like, what were you doing before this came onto your desk? Right? Like, were you in this space already? Did you work with these, these like researchers at, at Rice University? Like, how did you switch from whatever you were doing before that? Right. To, Hey, like this, this seems like something that I can manufacture and, and, and scale. That's a great question. And, and we did, in fact, work with some of the grad students uh, under Dr. Smalley. So we did w- do some work at Rice, Rice University at the time that this was discovered. So it discovered uh, in 85, Nobel Prize in 96, uh, around 1990. I'm in school. I'm studying mechanical engineering. My business, current business partner, we've been business partners for over 30, 31 years now. We were good friends. And he was working at the Texas Center for Superconductivity, which is an organization 
housed inside of the University of Houston campus. That's where I went. Go Cougs, uh, where I graduated from. Go Cougs. Um, and there was a particular professor. We actually called the building that housed the Texas Center for Superconductivity. We called that Chu's Castle because Dr. Paul Chu was really the reason that that entity existed on the U of H campus. He's the famous scientist of superconductivity note. Um, my business partner, Robert, was actually separating this molecule from some of its other components. So this molecule and a whole class of molecules are called fullerenes. Uh, C60 is the most abundant. The next is C70, which is a little more oblong shaped. And then there's a number of higher fullerenes that continue uh, up beyond C70 and C76. My business partner was separating those molecules from each other. It turns out that you know, not only is this great in inks, batteries, tires, and photocells, it's also superconductive. It's not better than some of the superconductive mar uh, uh, molecules that are currently available, uh, but it is superconductive. He was separating this material. And one day, Dr. Paul Chu came in and said, you guys are, because there was two, uh, Diego is still a good friend of ours. Robert and Diego were in the lab. He's like, you guys are young kids. This molecule, in fact, at the time, C60 was selling for $6,000 a gram. Um, wow. This is selling for $6,000 a gram. You're some young kids. You should go start a company manufacturing this. Now, my business partner, Robert, is from an entrepreneurial background and basically did a, you know, a napkin calculation and was like $6,000. And that was, that was the calculation. He was like, yes, let's get into this business. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and they brought, actually, he and Diego kind of started down the path. They brought me in. Because in order to manufacture this molecule, by the way, the molecule is naturally occurring. If you collect the soot from a candle, you're going to get parts per billion, parts per million of this C60 molecule. It's just super small quantities. Um, in order to manufacture it, what you tend to do is you take two graphite rods, you put them in an inert, reduced uh, atmosphere environment. So that's a vacuum chamber. And you vaporize those graphite rods. Well, it turns out that graphite is one of the hardest materials on the planet to vaporize, and you actually need local temperatures of the sun to vaporize it. So you've got a, a tight chamber that is a vacuum chamber, and then you've got these graphite rods that are kind of pushed into this chamber, and you're vaporizing it with temperatures of the sun. So they needed my help as a mechanical engineering engineer to put together drawings and to the engineering behind to handle that extreme heat. It actually turns out if we had welder's goggles through the sight glass so we could kind of control that reaction. And if you didn't wear the, the welder's goggles, you would actually kind of burn your retina. If you let that light shine on your skin, you would actually get a sunburn because in fact, it's the temperature of the sun. It's giving off the same UV radiation. So uh, we start the company together. We visit Rice University in the process of putting together this machine, which today is still the best and most efficient way to manufacture fullerenes. Um, and that kind of now, now we're in the fullerene business. We work on separating those materials. We're making pure C60. Uh, we delivered our first commercial quantities of carbon nanomaterials, uh, back in 1991. Wow. You really are a mad scientist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how, how the jump from that into turning it into a wellness product? Oh. How did this mouse story inspire you? You know, that's a great question. Um, and, and this, this may not, uh, surprise you, Doc Mock. It, 
uh, we tried very hard not to get into the supplement industry. And, and let me kind of describe that process. Uh, that study where the test subjects given really the MyVital C formula lived 90% longer came out in mid-2012. About mid-2013, we started getting phone calls from what I currently call wacky biohackers. I can call them wacky biohackers because now I am one. I actually, I'm doing a lot of biohacking. Um, but we started getting calls in mid-2013 of people going, hey, how much in a dose? And if you think about, I'm a conservative carbon nanomaterial scientist. I know that I'm selling this to research institutions around the world so that they can put it in inks, batteries, tires, and photocells. Uh, our initial response was zero. You should put zero of this in your body. Now, the data was clear, right? These, these, in this toxicity study, these rats live twice as long. Um, there was lots of studies on different animal models that proved it to not be toxic, provided it was processed properly. But still, we're conservative scientists first. Uh, we actually added not for human consumption to our labeling. So imagine from 1991 until 2013, we didn't have to have not for human consumption on our, on our labeling because no one was crazy enough to think about consuming it. Now we have these wacky biohackers. Uh, 2013, we add for not for human consumption. And at that time, we were getting about one to two calls a week of people sharing some pretty amazing testimonials. And, and kind of think back to the thought process of a wacky biohacker. Hey, those rats live twice as long. I would also like to live twice as long. That is the obvious reason why they started taking it. Not saying that that's a, a, a something that's going to happen in humans. There's a, a translation or a, an, a, a process that we need to educate ourselves so that we understand, yes, it does or doesn't happen. But that was the thought process. Those who were taking it would call us and say, hey, my hair is growing faster. My XYZ pain is going slower and is, is, has been relieved. And, and literally we're on the phone going, so you mean the knee pain of your rat, right? Because it literally <laughs> says not for human consumption on our labeling. And <laughs> they're like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. But so how much should I take? Like the next question was like, how much can I take? How much should I take? Or, you know, should I try it for this particular XYZ purpose? So, you know, you can imagine not for human consumption, one to two calls a week. My business partner would get together quarterly or every six months and go, hey, like, should we do something with this? Like, should we go into some sort of supplement market? And there were some companies that were in the space already selling this for consumption. Our conclusion until 2017 was, no, we don't really want to be in that space. And one of the things that drove that decision was I found a peer-reviewed published paper that said 50% of the supplements that that group, research group had tested, did not have in them what they said they had in them, right? And this is almost diametrically opposed to delivering commercial quantities of carbon nanomaterials to research scientists, right? Like we give them, it's a black powder, right? We sell them this black powder. The first thing they do with it, if they're, if they're a university, they give it to a grad student. You know, yep. if they're a research lab, they give it to a research associate. They take it back to their HPLC, high performance liquid chromatography machine, and make sure that we sold them what we told them that we were going to yep. sell them. The supplement market is not that. Like, we'll just we'll keep it really simple. That is not the supplement market. So we tried very hard, uh, again, having not for human consumption. And we stay stuck with that conviction until 2017, when a guy, latter part of 2017, a guy with a big YouTube following started sharing 
all the benefits he was getting taking the product on a daily basis. And then our phone went from ringing once or twice a week to like 10 times a day. And that's when my business partner and I like, okay, so yes, we're carbon nanomaterial scientists. We're also entrepreneurs, right? Like this is an entrepreneurial dream from, from very young. Um, what, what are we going to do with this? So we asked ourselves the two, in my opinion, the two key questions. The first is a moral question. Am I comfortable selling it? I take it. My wife takes it. Everybody on our team takes it. Uh, by the way, not a requirement. You don't have to take it to work here at our <laughs> office. <laughs> um, so, so yes, I'm comfortable selling it. And then the next is the FDA and the FTC. You got to cross the right T's, dot the right I's. Uh, and we're doing that. And so it was really the beginning of 2018 that we kind of started bringing this product to market uh, as a supplement and then trying to just be a good shepherd of, you know, I'm a scientist. Uh, we got, we've got some really interesting studies on different models, non-human models, and we've got amazing testimonials. How do you balance that? And there's guidelines. And I actually really like what the FDA says about it. I think their guidelines are, are pretty, are extremely reasonable. Um, and so that's what we, that's my job now is to uh, get people to understand the research. And if they're interested in trying it, Hey, we've, we've got it available. What's going on, Maximal Beings? It's Doc Mock here. Many of you are returning to the gym now, but some are not going back. Regardless of what you plan, Rogue has got the right gear to fit your needs. I personally own a barbell set and love it. The black ops shorts are sweat resistant and flexible for getting deep in your squats. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com Rogue for our referral link. Order three items and they ship for free. And as usual, it's Doc Mock. And I'm here to maximize your pathway to wellness. If you're stuck at home and cannot make it to the grocery store, delivery may be the best way to stay clean and healthy. Instacart is the national leader in the direct-to-home delivery service. With numerous major chains and food from smaller stores, you can get those local veggies sent directly to your doorstep. Head on over to MaximalBean.com Instacart and maximize your nutrition today. So, I mean, we're talking longevity a little bit and mouse models living forever. And I think that a lot of people in the longevity space are always concerned about escape of these cells from the normal mechanisms that control growth, right? Namely, cancer, the world that, that I live in. And so, you know, I think that there are some data regarding your molecule or the carbon 60 molecule and cancer risk or even cancer treatment. But, you know, how, how do you believe that it works on longevity and how do you believe that it kind of avoids that cancer hypothesis as a kind of the other side of things? Well, well, that's a great question. And, and, and I think if I don't kind of bring this up and you may be talking about this research, which is pretty phenomenal. This is Petri dish, right? So this is the lowest level research, right? Like it works in a Petri dish and almost never works in any sort of animal model, let alone getting to the human model. In a Petri dish, you take healthy cells and cancer cells and introduce an anti-cancer agent. And correct me if any of this is wrong, because there that possibility exists. But anti-cancer agents typically poisons. The goal is to poison the cancer cells before the healthy cells when you have the C60 molecule present, right, it increases the efficacy of that poison against the cancer cell and actually has protective effects for the healthy cell. Now, that's not an answer to your question. That's just something to share. I don't know if that's the research that you were that, that you saw. Uh, there is actually a patent related to uh, using C60 
again, for human consumption, we call it ESS-60, using ESS-60 as a cancer protocol in, in pet protocols, right? And there's a patent related to that. Um, when you go back and look at the original research, just one last thing, one of the phenomenal pieces, and I had my director of research one time came to me and he said, listen, that, that research paper could have been five different research papers. It was extremely comprehensive. One of the outcomes of the paper was that a typical Wistar rat lives 32 months and has a known amount of tumor mass in its body. The longer it lives, the more tumor mass it has in its body. Even though the MyVital C rats lived out to 62 months, again, 90% longer, none of them had any tumors, right? And you'll appreciate this. I speak to people all the time and like, oh, cure for cancer. And I'm like, no, let me repeat that. <laughs> no, that is, that is not even what it says. And there's a big difference between dealing with a cancer that's metastasized. Again, I'm, I'm touching in your waters. Please correct anything. Um, and, and being a cancer preventative. Like we know things as good as, as simple as a good night's rest consistently, right? Not just one. Uh, good nutrition, exercise can be cancer preventatives. Or in this case, it's more appropriate to say tumor pre preventatives, right? Because there was no indication that those were um, uh, uh, malignant tumors, I think is the right phrase. So, so that was one of the pieces that comes out of it. When you think about, or when the medical community thinks about aging, they often attribute it to inflammation and oxidation, right? I know there's debates about that, but that's, that's where a lot of, uh, of the medical community hangs it. It's interesting that we check both of those boxes. And, and a, a, according to the FDA guidelines, I got to be careful how I speak about this. So in terms of an antioxidant, there's an ad hoc study on the web, 172 times more powerful than vitamin C. There's peer-reviewed published research, and this is in a, in a rat model. I think that's actually a mouse model where it's 125 times more powerful than vitamin C, right? So we do tick uh, or seem to tick that antioxidant box. The next is inflammation. And what the FDA, and I think you guys did something where you're talking about a lot of inflammation. Oh, I think it was your, your um, gram. What, what, what was it? Scram or scam? So, scam something or gram. Like that. Or scam, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they were talking about inflammation. Love what that the inflammation <laughs> to the FDA, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I actually watched yeah. the whole thing. Uh, inflammation to, so go back and listen to that episode. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> So uh, inflammation to the FDA and to, I think, most of the medical community is disease, right? Like they are, they draw an exact equivalent. And, you know, as a supplement, I'm not allowed to say I cure, I don't know, I'll, you know, whatever, whatever the disease is, I'm not allowed to say that. I'm also not allowed to say that we have an impact on inflammation, except as it relates to exercise inflammation. So that is a positive thing that I can say. Our product does have a positive impact, impact on inflammation caused by exercise. Um, in terms of, you know, to carry that one further, we do fit perfectly, you know, our, our base oil and the recommended oil is olive oil. We fit perfectly in an antioxidant, anti-inflammatory diet, you know, the blue zone people, uh, those people who tend to live longer, uh, we, we definitely fit there. Now, those, those are the first two reasons. And then I've got a theory that I'm excited to kind of share, unless you have any questions about that. No, I mean, I, 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 from what I have read, the hypothesis of why it acts on longevity is antioxidant properties. Like it, it binds to these things like superoxide dismutase that are kind of floating around ourselves and, and damaging parts of them. So it kind of gathers them up and puts them somewhere that, that part I wasn't clear on, but maybe a ubiquinase or something somewhere that we usually scavenge and store those sorts of things. 
Well, so so I think you're you're going to find this theory uh, fascinating, and there's there are certain reasons to to believe that this theory is true. One, we know it is an antioxidant. Kind of you referenced some papers. Um, we actually do know because of peer reviewed published research that it does get into the mitochondria, right? And I think typically, you know, the mitochondria. You guys did a podcast episode on that. That's another area of your expertise, Jackie P. Right? Yeah. Our house of the cell. AP Bio. He yes. Says he says he's a layman, but I, I don't know. I, I doubt it some days. You know, I'm like Pro- proven wrong every he, day. Yeah. <laughs> every podcast. Um, so yeah, mitochondria, powerhouse of every cell, just like with any other powerhouse that we're familiar with, there's some negative byproducts, right? So you've got these reactive oxygen species that are coming off of it. In in uh, it, local to the mitochondria, typically the big players in, in antioxidants are glutathione and melatonin. Melatonin is interesting because it's the sleep hormone. And we'll talk about one of our most consistent testimonials because it's related to sleep and, and pretty fascinating. But you've got melatonin and glutathione. So kind of the, the, the theory here, and, and let me kind of personify this. So imagine the reactive oxygen species are this rowdy group of drunks at the end of Mardi Gras in New Orleans, right? And they're breaking windows and smashing cars and pulling down light poles. And you've got the police, the glutathione and the melatonin to take care of them, right? So they handcuff them. They bond irreversibly to these guys and get them out of the body. Now you've got the presence of this ESS-60 molecule. That current theory or a theory is that it acts like a paddy wagon, right? So when the glutathione and melatonin are depleted, because that'll happen in some mitochondria in some part part of the body, great, this ESS-60 molecule can grab irreversibly to these reactive oxygen species. Then when that mitochondria is able to replenish, those glutathione and melatonin molecules can come on, bond irreversibly and get them out of the body. Um, Theory. Like we're, we need more research to understand that, but I'd love your thoughts on that. Jackie P, you want to jump in or you want me to? This is your, your space. 100%. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that um, glutathione definitely is the most talked about detoxification antioxidant pathway, but we often ignore some of the other pathways like sulfuration and um, hy- hydrogenation. And all of these things are equally as important. And there are people that have deficits in one versus the other. So like for me, for instance, I have Gilbert's. Gilbert's is a very, very common syndrome where you just have issues with certain detoxification pathways, um, particularly through, through bile. And it's nothing that's deleterious to our health. We just have to be careful when taking certain, certain medications, certain, certain structures like this. Um, so that, that's one thing to talk to your doctors about if you are considering something like an antioxidant is maybe testing some of your detoxification pathways. And if you ever want to do that, email us at team at maximalbeing.com. We're happy to set you up with biometric testing. What's going on, Maximal Beings? Doc Mock here. If you haven't done so already, leave us a comment and hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know. That way we can get the word out and continue to bash the bro science. 